The demon is a mob and the mob is demonic. It is the nihilistic mob of the French Revolution. It is the revolutionaries who seized control of Russia at the beginning of the 20th century. It is the Maoist gangs looting villages and impaling babies in China. It is the Ku Klux Klan terrorizing Republicans and blacks in the South. It is the 1992 Los Angeles riot that left 50 dead and did $1 billion worth of damage after the first Rodney King verdict. It is the bloody riots at the 1968 Democratic National Convention. It is the masked hoodlums smashing up Seattle when bankers came to town. It is the 500,000 illegal aliens marching under a foreign flag in Los Angeles. It is the throngs of Islamic fanatics attending the Ayatollah Ruola Khomeini's funeral, tearing his body out of its coffin. It is left-wing protesters destroying property and attacking delegates at the Republican National Conventions. Everything else changes, but mobs are always the same. A mob is an irrational, childlike, often violent organism that derives its energy from the group. Intoxicated by messianic goals, the promise of instant gratification and adrenaline-pumping exhortations, mobs create mayhem, chaos, and destruction, leaving a smoldering heap of wreckage for their leaders to climb to power. The Democratic Party is the party of the mob, irrespective of what the mob represents. Democrats activate mobs, depend on mobs, call mobs, publicize and celebrate mobs. They are the mob. Indeed, the very idea of a community organizer is to stir up a mob for some political purpose. As so frequently happens when a crowd goes wild, historian Eric Dershmead says, there's always one who shouts louder and thereby appoints himself as their leader. Those are the people we call elected Democrats. The Democrats' playbook doesn't involve heads on pikes, as yet, but uses a more insidious means to incite the mob. The twisting of truth, stirring of passions, demonizing of opponents, and relying on propagandistic images in lieu of ideas. These are the earmarks of a mob leader. Over and over again, one finds the Democrats manipulating the mob to gain power. It is the official Democratic policy to appeal to the least informed, most weak-minded, and perpetually alarmed members of the public. Their base consists of soccer moms, actresses, felons, MSNBC viewers, both of them, non-English speakers, welfare recipients, heads-up-their-butts billionaires, and government workers who can never be laid off. The entire party gave up on attracting the votes of white men decades ago. It's easier to round up votes by frightening women about assault weapons and promising excellent free health care to non-English speakers. Yes, a free health care system that is so superior that Democrats exempt themselves and their friends from having to be in it. Liberals frighten people about their health care in order to stampede through Obamacare. They claim the earth is overheating in order to seize taxpayer money for solar panels and compact fluorescent light bulbs. They call out union thugs to force politicians to accede to insane benefits packages. They stage campaigns of calumny to get their way on gay marriage. Faddish ideas that would never have occurred to anyone 50 years ago, or even 20 years ago, are suddenly foisted on the rest of us by the liberal mobs. Although the left in America is widely recognized as hysterical, unreasonable, and clueless, the root cause of these traits has generally been neglected. More than a century ago, Gustave Le Bon perfectly captured the liberal psychological profile in his 1896 book, The Crowd, A Study of the Popular Mind. Le Bon, a French physician, scientist, and social psychologist, was the first to identify the phenomenon of mass psychology. His groundbreaking book, The Crowd, paints a disturbing picture of the behavior of mobs. Adolf Hitler and Benito Mussolini 
used his book to learn how to incite a mob. Our liberals could have been Le Bon's study subjects. Even the left-wing British publication, The Guardian, has admitted that Laban's study of crowd behavior was possibly the most influential work of psychology ever written. Presumably recognizing themselves in his psychological profile, liberals have recently tried to undermine Laban. They have complained that he merely articulated the propertied class's fear of the mob. Who likes mobs? Renters? Window manufacturers? Rope salesmen? Liberals also objected that Laban did not hold the police accountable for a mob's behavior which is like demanding that we take into account the length of a rape victim's skirt. It is revealing that liberals so fear Le bon that they try to sully him as controversial and reactionary. Those particular complaints, incidentally, were lodged by liberal activist George Monbiot, who was called for citizens' arrests of former government officials, from George W. Bush's U.N. Ambassador John Bolton to former British Prime Minister Tony Blair. No wonder he doesn't like psychological studies of mob behavior. It was all the usual claptrap, but the piercing truth of Laban's study speaks for itself. Liberals wouldn't go after him if, even a century later, his theories didn't still ring true. All the characteristics of mob behavior set forth by Laban in 1895 are evident in modern liberalism. Simplistic, extreme black-and-white thinking, fear of novelty, inability to follow logical arguments acceptance of contradictory ideas, being transfixed by images, a religious worship of their leaders, and a blind hatred of their opponents.